today, I want to share with you some big things that I feel like the Lord is up to in the life of our church. There's some Sundays, so I've been here for about 14 years now, and there's some Sundays where you mark off and they're a little bit different than other Sundays. And this is one of those Sundays where we're talking about God doing something above and beyond what we could ask or think. I want to bring you into some discussions and some some vision that the Lord has been directing and guiding because this year has certainly brought some challenges. But I want to give you a glimpse into what God is doing at our church, Ogletown. And for those of you who are yet to be members, and if you, if you don't realize this, probably every single Sunday, there's about 100 people that are not members that are coming to Ogletown right now, which is a huge number. So you're probably sitting near people that are not yet members. And so I'm actually grateful you're here, even if you're not a part of our church family yet. I'm grateful you're here because you're going to hear the heartbeat and the culture of what God is doing at our church this morning. So there's a verse that has been like right on my heart for the last several weeks, and it is from Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. I alluded to it in our last series, but I want us to reflect on it again. It's actually a prayer. Paul writes this, Now to him who is able to do above and beyond, this is talking about our Heavenly Father, to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that is working in us. To him be the glory in, in the church. We sang about that a moment ago. And the glory in Christ Jesus, not just for now, but to all generations forever and ever. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond. Above and beyond. And individually, that's there's a powerful message there that God can do above and beyond in your life, but I want us to think about collectively as a church how God could do above and beyond all that we could ask or think. This is going to be a different kind of Sunday. We are, we are looking at God's Word, but, but I want to invite you into a story that God is writing at our church. In God's Word, as I was reading through this weekend, Acts chapter 14 and Acts chapter 15 and Acts chapter 16, it would be great for you to read those this afternoon as you had some time. What I read is there's a story in Acts of how churches got stronger. How church leaders and how missionaries and evangelists poured into the life of churches and churches got stronger. They got healthier. But there's something that you can't miss. It's not just that they get strong. But in getting strong, there's a mission component to it. It's not as if like, we as Ogletown are meant to be strong and then just kind of contain that. But the gospel is something that actually cannot be contained. It actually is meant to spread. It's meant to go out. It's meant to go to other places. And, and so with that, as I read Acts 14 and 15 and 16, I do read of churches getting strong, but it's right in the heart of also churches sending people out. The mission advances to a new place. The question is like, Who's going to go and where can we send them? Who might be going? And several weeks ago, you, if you were here, you were part of a service where we commissioned Joe and Elizabeth and we're looking forward to when COVID clears and they're able to get into the Philippines. But that's, that's a part of what healthy churches, strong churches do is they send out their witnesses. And Jesus said, you're going to be witnesses to me, not just in Jerusalem, not just in your local area, but you're going to go to Judea and Samaria. You're going to go to the end of the world. You're going to all, all kinds of places with this message that can't be contained, that Jesus is alive and he's reigning and he saves and he rescues and he restores and he brings new life. 
So as I was reading through Acts 16, a story stuck with me, and it's actually been on my mind for a while now. If I can set the context, Paul, who's one of the first missionaries, some of, you know, one of the first followers of Jesus, he went to all over around the Mediterranean. So imagine him leaving the Middle East, going all over to the Mediterranean, telling people about Jesus. And he was starting churches wherever he went and leading people to Christ. And, and there's a particular place in Acts 16 where he's wanting to go in a certain direction, but it's like the Lord closes that door and Satan opposes here. And so you get the sense like Paul's going, I want to preach Jesus, but where are you going to send me? And that's where we come in verse 8. It says, so Paul was passing by Mycenae and the group with Paul went down to Troas, and notice what it says there. It says, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, would you please come over to Macedonia? Would you please come over here and help us? It says, when Paul had seen the vision, immediately the group with him, we sought to go to Macedonia because we concluded that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. I mentioned that story and I mentioned that picture of the person from Macedonia saying, come over and help us because it reminds me of a conversation I had in October 2019. So again, this is going to be different. I'm going to bring you into a conversation that I had, which was in 2019, which feels like it was seven years ago at this point. I, I, I don't know. It seemed like a long, long time ago when it really hasn't been that long. I met with a friend named Jim, and Jim had come to Ogletown, and we had met over the years, and he asked me if we could meet for lunch. And as we talked, we talked about the work that God had done through him before in starting a church in Middletown. And we were talking about that, but that church had gone through a series of, of difficult times, as lots of churches do. And as I talked with Jim that day, he told me the, the group that had started the church, which once had been a big group now, had, had become a, a smaller, smaller group. And they were meeting at a school in Middletown or meeting at a home at times. And in talking with Jim, there was this conviction that God still had something to do with this group of people and this idea of a church in Middletown. Over the years, he also told me of another conviction that was growing in his heart, and that is that God might use Ogletown. He felt a strong conviction to have a conversation with me on behalf of Ogletown, that God might use our church, because as he had been here, he saw, he saw a multi-generational church. He had seen your passion for Jesus, your love for Jesus. He had seen younger people that had a heart for God working alongside older people and, and had seen the health of our church and the strength of our church and that had a conviction like maybe, maybe just maybe, God would use Ogletown to help this church. Part of that conviction that he had was based on the church while it was small in number. It, God had years before given them this huge resource of property. This small group of people had this huge resource. And when I say a large, a large piece of property, it's over 80 acres. So if that, any context here, Ogletown sits on about seven to eight acre, acres. So times 10, what we're sitting on here. And it's like, 
in Jim's mind, that property was given to the church for a church, for, for God to be shared and, and worshipped and loved and treasured. So we began talking, and he asked me if I would be willing to pray about whether Ogletown might receive the land for the purpose of starting a church. I had no idea what to think, especially when he opened up a, this document and said, I want you to see where the property is. And so I began looking at it, and I love maps, so this was not hard for me to like, I was all about this, so I was speaking my love language. And I went and looked at the map, and I realized something that I had never been to that piece of property. I'd never even been close to it until seven days before that meeting with Jim in which it borders uh, a high school, and my son had run cross-country at the high school. There was a cross-country meet, and literally the finish line was on the church's property. And I remember it struck me, because I thought the whole property, like this field, there's no building, but just this field, amazing field, I thought, like, that's, that's quite the piece of property that this school has, but I noticed there were also three crosses on the property, and I thought, I know schools in Delaware, public schools in Delaware don't have crosses on their property. I know where I live, and I know this doesn't go with that, so it was, it was a surprise to me, but then when I looked at it, it made total sense, like, this is a church's property. And I, the, the connection, when he showed me, when I, when I looked at this for the first time, I got chills, because I thought, Lord... I did not see this coming. I just thought I was going to get a nice lunch. I was assuming he was going to pay. <laughs> but I did not expect this. And I began to ask, and it's a question I've asked over a good amount of time, Lord, what are you doing here? I want to show you where the property is. I want you to, first of all, see where it sits in relationship to Ogletown. So I'm going to show you a couple slides. So there you see where Ogletown is, and then you keep going down south. There's the canal. You see that, and then that piece of property where it sits. I want you to see another slide of where it sits in relationship to Middletown. So there again, you see the canal. You see where the property sits, and then you see Middletown where, uh, where Walmart and some of the other development is. So you kind of get it's halfway in between there. That gives you at least another picture. And it sits exactly next to, one more picture here, it sits next to MOT Charter High School. So you see Cedar Lane Elementary and MOT Charter, which is where the meet was that day. You see all the yellow there is the piece of property that Jim was telling me about that day. I want you to see one more slide, and that's what it looked like from the road, what it looks like even today from the road. So you do see MOT Charter, and it's just a, a wide open field. It's wide open except for the fact that because this church had pursued over the years and really believed that God would put a church there, it's... It's zoned and it's permitted, which takes like months and months and months and literally hundreds of thousands of dollars of site work has been done to get this ready for some facility at some point in time. And I know my face must have communicated like, Jim, is this too good to be true? Like, this, these things don't happen to me. They don't happen to, to us. I don't, I don't quite understand what, and, and I think he could read my mind because he said, Curtis, there, there aren't catches here and this isn't. This isn't too good to be true. So he's like reading my mind. And it's an area of growth. If you went down to that area today, you would not just pass a few houses for sale. You would pass whole developments that are going up, like with dozens, hundreds of houses. And also as we begin to look at like how many of our members are south of Route 40 and where it'd be almost a, a drive there would be as close as a drive here, we began seeing there's a good number of families there. So here's the question that we kept asking. 
I brought it to our shepherding team. Lord, are you doing something here? Is this the equivalent of Acts 16? Not meaning to twist anything out of context, but is this the equivalent of you saying, uh, a man saying, come across the canal and help us? Like we need help. And and that began uh, an idea, and this is really what has stuck with me, is could God be bringing a couple things together? Could God be bringing the vision and the passion and the conviction and this resource of land, could God be bringing that together with leaders and the health and the strength of Ogletown, the, the people that could turn a vision into reality. And so we began to pray, we began to ask questions, we began to do due diligence, we began to walk this road with Jim and, and another friend of his, Rick, and we didn't go looking for this, so it surprised us, and so we began evaluating, like, how do we steward this, if this is what you're doing, because it's a great opportunity, but is it for us, is it the right opportunity so over the past month since even late last year, I've been more and more convinced, God, you're doing something. You're doing something here. How do we, how do we invest like our time into this? And, and who would you be raising up? And, and how do we get this past an idea? Because any, anybody can have an idea. Ideas are cheap. But how could we turn this idea into something that's a reality? And, and how do you, like if, if we do a church, if we start a church, what does that look like? And this day and time, there's more options than ever. You can have a satellite. You can have a different campus. You can have another location. You can just start an autonomous church, a local church. And so we were like really working through that pretty hard at the beginning of last year, and then COVID hit. And COVID, COVID complicated a thousand things, but it also gave us some clarity. It slowed timeline and let us think through. And we began to be convicted more and more that local is better what we didn't need to do, what we felt convinced is what we don't need is a, a franchise of Ogletown and Middletown and somehow we felt like, no, what, what Middletown has its own needs and this church here in Newark has its own needs and its own mission field. And it would be better served like that church be able to focus on what it needs to with the community around them. And what if we could multiply gospel work, not just add, but multiply what God is doing. God was doing an exciting thing, and okay, we get clarity on the how. This ought to be its own entity, its own church plant, but then the question becomes who? Who is God raising up? And I'm actually going to ask uh, Chris Morris to back up a little and share with you how God had been working in his life as well. So as God was working in Jim and Rick's life to even <clears throat> be this generous as they prayed about what they were going to do as a church in October 2019 and meeting with Curtis in 2018, uh, the year before that, I was getting ready for my sabbatical, uh, which was such a generous gift from, from you as a church. Uh, and as I was preparing for that and working out what, what I'd like to accomplish over that, the Holy Spirit had been working in me to go out. I'm preparing you for something different. And I said, okay, great. Well, what, what is that? And honestly, God, right now, I love what I do. I love who I get to do that with. And my wife loves what she does. And we're at a really good spot right now. Why are you messing this up? Um, and so he said, oh, uh, let's, let's pray about this. And so I, we, I went on my sabbatical, and I read all the books I was going to read and do all the little projects I was going to do around the house and got everything done except this one question was still there of God saying, I, I want to do something different, um, and I want you to be ready for it. Uh, and so I brought it to the shepherding team even before the sabbatical to say, can you please be praying about this? Because I don't know what it means. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he's up to, but he's up to something. Uh, and so 
uh, when we got back, we said, well, let, let's make some changes in youth group. Maybe it's something different in that. And so we made some changes, and they went well. And God said, that, that's not what I was talking about. Uh, and so we tried something else, and that's not what I was talking about. And so we kept going, God, what are you doing? This, this, there's something happening here, and I'd, I would love to know what it is. Um, and even before that, in 2017, I was finishing up my master's degree from seminary, and my last class was on church planting. Uh, and I loved the reading, loved the assignments, was, was very interested in the topic, but I remember finishing an assignment one night, and I went into Carrie and just said, what do you think about doing a church plant sometime? Nope. Uh-uh. And so we're like, okay, well, that, that's good to know. Let's sort of take it easy on the, the church plant talk, and maybe that's not what God was opening up. And uh, so we just kept praying about it and asking, and as, even as our discussion kind of uh, every once in a while would come back around to, is this what God's doing? We kind of said, wouldn't it be awesome that as God leads, we want to go out, we want to follow wherever you're going, but we also, like, wouldn't it be great if... if we're not far from family. Like we moved from Indiana to be here because our families were here. And so wouldn't, wouldn't that be awesome if God would allow something like that uh, to have us not have to move real far? Uh, and then if, if we can keep asking God about what this may look like, that, that if we are going to go, that it would be with Ascending Church, that there's a partnership there and a, and a relationship there, not just, here you go, have a great time, um, but that there's, there's a, a relationship and a connection there. And then um, knowing one of my gifts is not asking people for money <laughs> uh, to go, if there's any way that there can be a starter pack, some way to go, here's, here's a jump start into doing this. God, I know you've got plans, and, and if there's any way any of that could be possible. And then October 2019 happens. And we've been praying this whole way, and then Curtis says, this is what's come along. And I'm like, well, Middletown's 20 miles away. And God, is this, is this what you're talking about? And as Curtis is coming into the shepherding team meeting going, boys, I got a lunch I got to talk about. Um, immediately my prayer is going, God, is this what you've been leading us toward? And so if it is, we want to step forward in obedience. We want to go, let, let's, let's do this. And if it's not, close the door and make us go, nope, that's another thing. You might want to change it. It's something different I still have for you. But as we've moved forward and said, is this what you want? There's been affirmation after affirmation uh, of going, yep, this is, this is what I've been preparing you for. And so as Curtis and I met, and I kind of said, I think this is what God has been leading us toward. I, I'd love to be a part of this leadership team. <clears throat> I'd love to be moving forward in obedience with this. And so um, what's the next step? Where do we go from here? And so he, we brought that to the shepherding team again. And Curtis asked, is anybody else here willing uh, to go, and as the words came out, uh, Wayne Marsh immediately said, I, I want to go too. That God's had me retire when I retired to, to put all my energies into doing this. And uh, I couldn't think of a better partner uh, in the last several months than Wayne. Um, as, as detailed as he is, has been an amazing, amazing blessing. Uh, and that song that we've just sung of God, let us be a blessing uh, wherever we go, that, that not only has, has our prayer been, God, make us a blessing down there, but Wayne's been a tremendous blessing to me and my family, to our leadership team as we've prepared to go. And then uh, we were all excited to share this with you last year, and then again, COVID hit. And we went, well, what now? Um, and that actually is, as you know, we, we like to have enough time to think through stuff around here, uh, and that definitely provided it for us. And some of that was to confirm the calling of just, yes, God, even through this, the, the burden is still there to go plant a church in Middletown. Uh, and so as we moved forward with that, we said there's a lot of logistics that have to get taken care of uh, to make that possible. Uh, and so while we couldn't meet together in person, uh, Wayne and I were able to get together uh, and keep praying 
uh, and put together uh, a name of a church. And that church name was able to allow us to get incorporated in Delaware and to get uh, nonprofit status uh, and to establish a number of those steps of building, of writing a constitution, writing bylaws, making a website, getting all those logistical things lined up to be able to go, once we can finally share this today, we can be about people and not have a number of those logistics in the way. And so uh, I'm here this morning to share with you what the name of this church uh, is going to be. Uh, and so you may have already heard it a little bit, but we're going to call this church Gospel Life Church. And as we looked at, at a name, there was so much wrapped in it. What are we going to be called and what do we want it to be known? And so we looked at what's our identity and what's our, our mission, what's our calling. And so we looked at our identity is in the gospel, that the gospel of Jesus Christ gives us life. And so those two words were very key for us. Uh, and so as John 10.10 says, that Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. And so we realize our identity is not in all the things the world is trying to tell us our identity should be in. That as believers in Jesus Christ, our identity is in him. And so we want that to be paramount in our name, but also in our mission. To go, if, our, if we have new life in Jesus Christ, then therefore now, because of Romans 12 reminds us that our lives need to be transformed then by the gospel. And so the gospel changes our life, and our life now is surrendered to the gospel continually uh, to be changed and growing. And so that's the mission, very simply, of our church, that Gospel Life Church is a family of believers whose lives are continually being transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we desire to be able to get down there uh, and build relationships, that even though there's no building uh, right now on the property, uh, God didn't call us to build buildings, he called us to reach people. And so this allows us to set that tone immediately of going while we wait and try and figure out where we can meet, and that is a massive prayer request for us right now, uh, that we want to be able to be about people. Uh, and so we're actually going to start a Gospel Life Church ministry with small groups. We're going to allow us to get together so all those who are interested from Ogletown, those from the giving church that are still hurting and wanting to be a part of a body of believers, that we can build those relationships right away. Uh, and so uh, we have a timeline of what we want to be able to do here moving forward uh, the next two weeks, we're going to have interest meetings for those going, I'm curious about what's going on, or I live down that way, I'd love to know what's going on. Uh, the next two Sundays, uh, we're going to have interest meetings here at Ogletown. Next Sunday, it's going to be at 945 during the Sunday Bible study hour over in the sanctuary. Uh, you're going to hear more from Wayne and myself. There's going to be a packet of information that has our constitution that has a number of things there uh, for you to be able to consider and pray about. Uh, there's going to be a, way that you, a number of ways that you can be involved, um, and so we want to be able to share that information with you next Sunday, uh, and also on the 25th, for those who might not be able to be here uh, or have other responsibilities, uh, on April 25th in the evening at 6 p.m. in the student ministry room right here, uh, and we're going to live stream that even for those who aren't able to make either of those, uh, to just get more information on what is going on here. Uh, the relationships that we've been able to build during this pandemic, uh, we've known a number of friends in the in the area that have planted churches. And so Curtis and Wayne and I have met with them to pick their brain, uh, to see what worked, what didn't work, what they would encourage us to be doing, uh, even right now in the meantime. Uh, and one of those in particular is with Mark Lacey at Lifehouse Church down in Middletown. Uh, Mark is a good friend uh, of ours as a church, of me personally. Uh, and so we certainly wanted to go, before we move into your backyard, hey, let's make sure we're <laughs> We're, uh, we're in agreement on this, and there's, there's not any hard feelings or any issues there. Uh, and Mark was ecstatic 
Um, Lifehouse Church two years ago bought land down in Townsend and had built a church there. And so they were actually praying about for their own church, that as our church moves south, there's a lot of people in northern Middletown that this has become a larger trek for them to get to church. And so they were saying, God, allow something to happen. So they said, you're actually an answer to prayer rather than a burden and a conflict here. So we're, we're thrilled to be partners with them. Uh, and so they actually are praying for us all morning as they know we're announcing this this morning. Uh, and so uh, we're thrilled to allow that uh, encouragement and that relationship to grow. Uh, we've partnered with uh, the North American Mission Board. And so I'm in process uh, of being a North American Mission Board church planter. So they have provided a coach for Wayne and I, which is incredibly helpful uh, to work through all these different details. Um, and so, so much information has been, uh, it's, it's tough to squeeze all this into 10 minutes of what a year and a half has, has happened, but we can't wait for the next couple weeks in the interest meetings to share that stuff with you. Um, but I realize this is, this is a huge leap uh, for our church, and this is going to impact a whole lot of people of those going uh, with us that we can't wait to address in the next couple of weeks. But this also means a huge impact on Ogletown itself. And so there are a number of questions that you may be uh, wrestling with or going, well, what about, what about? Uh, and so I want to turn it over to Curtis again to address uh, how Ogletown is going to uh, respond and how we grow as partners in this, in this endeavor. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate that, Chris. A few things before we wrap up today. We want to, as a congregation, express that we are behind this, the way we do that as a church family. I, I want to share is going to be through a members meeting. And the members meeting we are going to bring before the church uh, on May 2nd, as you see there, two different things. I'll read it because the, the type might be small. We will be voting as a church to send out members and leaders of Ogletown Baptist with our blessing for the launch of Gospel Life and to support, I think I'm doing that mic anymore. And to, and to, there I am. Let's close this out, right? And to support Gospel Life Church as a financial partner over the next few years. Can I share with you, this is, um, this is intentional for us to communicate that we don't, this is not a, um, a split. Some of you have been a part of churches that have gone through difficult times and they started a new church when it really was uh, a lot of poor feelings. You've heard Chris. He loves our church. He loves the ministry. He loved what God was calling him to here. And I've been grateful to walk with him over the last couple of years. Uh, I want us to vote as a church to say, we, we affirm this. We are behind you. We want to partner going forward. We want to work together. I, I think there will be opportunities for us, whether it be some children's things or uh, uh, retreats or events or picnics, those sorts of things where our churches can come together because we are, we are together. We can sub show our support, yeah, by a vote, but another by financially investing. It's amazing. Like this year has been one of the best years financially. We're in one of the healthiest places, Ogletown, we've ever been financially. And I can't help but think the Lord is taking, uh, giving us some of those resources by your faithful giving so that we can invest in gospel life so it gets the kind of start it needs to. So I'm grateful for you taking the time to listen. We're, we're looking at, at financially investing $75,000 as a, like a seed gift to get this going, as well as a multi-year partnership. And yet, I'm, as I also talk, I realize it, it's not easy to send. We're sending... We're sending people we love, and they will, that'll create holes at Ogletown. 
you don't have a decade of experience, a decade of ministry by Chris and by Carrie, and that not leave some holes, but we feel like our culture is like, we'll stretch if it's the gospel going forward. And that may mean some of you are going to fill some of these holes and gaps, that God may use you above and beyond what you thought or what you could have even imagined. And God may use you in Middletown, or God may use you here. I think there's going to be lots of opportunities, and we'll be talking about this regularly. But my mindset is, I want every heart engaged as a church family, and I think it'll take all hands on deck as God begins to work in this way. We want an overlap of time, so Chris and Carrie are looking at wrapping up their responsibilities in July, the beginning of July, which gives us from now to May to June to begin to think through, okay, how do we have a good baton handoff in areas like preschool, which means a lot to us, and student ministry, which means a lot to us. So one of the doors that God has opened with, when regards to student ministry is that the area director, Kyle Benall, who actually uh, gave the opening announcements, that was not, uh, not intentional, but it, it certainly was providential. So he has agreed, he's certainly going to be, his heart bleeds young life and, and students to come to know Jesus. But in the meantime, he's one of our deacons. He's willing to invest some time on a part-time interim capacity to serve our student ministry 6 through 12. So I'm grateful. And in preschool, you'll hear more as we begin to form that team for what's next that God has for our church. I want to go over the process, again, that we're going to be following. There's some interest meetings. I hope you go if you're interested. I hope you go if you're just nosy and you want to know what's going on. Like, you feel like this is not an us against them. Like, who's, where your loyalty? That's not what this is about. This is about where, where will God use you in this? And so feel free to go to one of those interest meetings. And then again, on, on May 2nd, we'll have a members meeting. There's also a brochure. It'll be in the back. We decided, like, let's hand these out afterwards. That way you're not reading them during the whole time. So we know how you are because that's how I am. So uh, feel free to pick one of those up. And then we'll also send an email out beyond the process. Can I, can I tell you why I set this in above and beyond? One is because I had no five-year plan that God would do this. I, this came as a complete surprise. But as I was coming to church this morning and knowing this, this was the announcement, something settled in on me, and, and I definitely got emotional because I was thinking through, and I, I, in some ways it's like, why am I emotional? In some ways it's like, we're, it, it's Chris that will be starting something new and all those that God calls along, but I realized something, I realized how passionate I am about churches because my family's life and my whole direction of life has been shaped and changed and directed by churches, by ordinary people, by people who love Jesus, who taught me the Bible, who taught me to love Jesus when I was a, a little kid, my whole life. And I've seen what God can do in a whole family, four generations, through churches. And, and it's an amazing thing for me to, to realize God in his kindness decided my life path would be like I would be actually employed by a church and be able to give my energy full time to a church and then for God to set me here at Ogletown, a place where I can't imagine a better church. I can't imagine a better place to serve. And for the Lord to give me so many years here, it's like this is above and beyond. Lord, it would be enough just to have a relationship with Jesus, but then you put me in ministry and then it hit me this morning, 
why this is so significant to me is not only do I get to be a part of this church family, which I think is an awesome church family, but now we get to be a parent, a parent church to send out another church. And I thought, like, Lord, could there be a family that's in Middletown or Townsend or Elkton or Bear or Glasgow or Newcastle? Could there be a family that right now Jesus is not on the radar? They have no, they have no connection to a church. And could it be because of what Ogletown does and because what God does through our church family and launching Gospel Life Church. Could two years from now, God write a story in that family's life that changes for that generation and another generation and another generation? Could that be what God is doing? And, and if God lets us play, if God lets me play some small part in that, that would be above and beyond all that I could ask or imagine. So Ogletown, I want you to pray. I want you to participate. You feel free to ask any questions. We do things transparently here. I want you to be excited, and I want us to prepare for God to stretch us, whether you're going or whether you're staying, for God to do above and beyond all that we could ask or think. For that, we're going to have to cry out, Lord, we need you. We'll sing that in just a moment. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the willing reception that I sense from our congregation, for you to do something that is really unexpected. Thank you that you prepared us in this very moment in so many ways. You prepared Chris and Carrie in so many ways, and Wayne and, and Rick and Jim. I thank you for the story that you are writing, and you write the best stories, Lord. So we pray that, yes, you would do above and beyond all that we could ask or think. It will not be a testament to our glory, our skill. It will be because you have shown yourself strong. So we ask this and commit this to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.